Coming at you live-ish from Studio 306D in the heart of the Mizzou campus, this is Mizzou, Our Time to Podcast, your source for the voices of the Mizzou, Our Time to Lead campaign. My name is Dan Zai, and I work in the Office of Advancement. I'm joined by not just one, but two fantastic co-hosts today. I'll go first. My name is Eric Ferguson. I work in the uh, Office of Advancement with Creative Services. And I'm Stephanie Gray, and I work in Donor Relations. Hey, Eric. Hey, Stephanie. What's going on? Big day here. Actually, it's the day after the big day. Day after the big day and, and a big week. What have we been up to? What haven't we been up to? Boy, not the question. It's Giving Day. What's what's the the day after Giving Day? Whatever whatever the name for that would be. Boxing Day. Boxing oh, Day. No is way. Exactly. <laughs> yes. That was what different I was holiday. To think of. Yes. Um, it is the day after Giving Day concluded yesterday at noon, and our grand total was four thousand more than four thousand gifts, with a total of more than thirteen point seven million dollars given. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who participated in Mizzou Giving Day. You're Both, totally blown away. It's, we had no idea. Um, so whether you made a gift or whether you were just playing with us on social media and just kind of building awareness for like the, the importance of private giving to the University of Missouri, thank you so much to everyone. It was, it was beyond our wildest expectations. Absolutely, yeah. And we are lucky we get to work on campus and we get to see the impact of what your gifts do. We get to see it in the students that we that we work with, that we interact with. We get to see it in uh, the work that's uh, going on on campus to build new buildings and, and expand and uh, provide more resources for students. So thank you. It really does make an impact. And it's exciting to connect with so many alumni and friends in the Mizzou family on social media and, uh, and to hear from everyone. So, uh, so thank you. In addition to Giving Day, it's another big week on campus. It's E-Week. It's my week, everybody. It is Eric Ferguson week. Other totally E-week. Totally known as E-week. No, Other that's e. not it? Wait. Oh, okay, hold on. What's this E-week about? <laughs> this that's, E-week. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> this E-week. I think everyone's going to like it. I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> the Jesse Hall Dome is lit up in green, Eric, but... Good. Hey, we're back, everybody. We just had to go downstairs to get some batteries out of the Papa Shot machine because our podcast recorder, <laughs> recorder um, ran out of batteries. So the Papa Shot, there was Let's a business reason. Yeah, yeah. We're not like this super cool startup that has a Papa Shot in the building. Or are we, really? <laughs> well, we are now, but it's not owned by us. It's owned by the Mizzou Student Foundation. So why did the Mizzou Student Foundation <laughs> have a Papa Shot, Stephanie? Well, other than to like make me the coolest employee in the building where everybody wanted to play the pop shot once we got it built, um, MSF or the Mizzou Student Foundation, they hosted their fundraiser in conjunction with Giving Day this week. And so they were out on Traditions Plaza yesterday and they were raising money for Rally Mizzou, which is a scholarship program that helps students enroll in classes um, that are already on campus but just can't afford to pay their tuition bills. So they were out there giving out free food and t-shirts and things to thank their donors and since the NCAA tournament is going on they thought it would be really fun to have a papa shot so people could like build on the sports excitement that's happening on campus at the moment. That's a really good idea. I can confirm that it was fun. Yeah it was I mean it was just a nice break and all the craziness and we had great weather and I think they had a really good event and who doesn't love a papa shot but it doesn't work now because the batteries are in the podcast recording machine whatever that device is over there (laughs) you can still shoot baskets at the papa shot yeah we can probably shoot baskets all right so we kind of sidetracked where were we dan well we were just wrapping up talking about mizzou giving day and talking about the other big event on campus this week which is e-week because the e-week stands for engineering actually uh, not every Eric. not yeah. not Eric. Every year since 1903 in the College of Engineering, uh, they've celebrated their work, they've celebrated their field and their discipline, 
And uh, there's a reason for the date that they picked for that celebration, St. Patrick's Day. That's because St. Patrick, the real person from the 5th century, was an engineer. Uh, legend has it that in addition to actually building churches by preaching, he figured out how to physically build church buildings and other structures with all the best masonry and engineering at the time. And then he taught other people how to do it. So he's long been recognized as not only a hero to Ireland, but as a hero and a patron saint by engineers everywhere. Here at Mizzou, that means that the College of Engineering celebrates with a lot of special events. Uh, the Jesse Hall Dome is lit up in green every night. It's a rich and a unique week full of tradition. So we wanted to feature a couple of student engineers to mark the occasion. Uh, and we found some people who were doing some really interesting work with cutting edge technology. Welcome back to Mizzou, our time to podcast. Mizzou students are innovators, and we are joined today by some students who are doing some fascinating and innovative work in and out of the classroom. Uh, tell us about yourselves, Nick and Andrew. Uh, tell us about yourselves. Where are you from, and what do you study? Uh, okay, so I'm going to go first. My name is Nicholas Fryer. I'm a mechanical engineering senior. Uh, I am from St. Louis, Missouri. I. Ooh. What else would you like to know? <laughs> Uh, that's it. What, uh, what are your career goals? Uh, my career goals are currently to work for Bastion Solutions. They, in particular, have a branch in St. Louis called Bastion Robotics. They work with end-of-arm effectors and palletizing systems. So they will process uh, either shipments out or shipments in to plants. Uh-huh. Good. And Andrew? Uh, I am a sophomore pursuing mechanical engineering here at the university. And uh, I'm from Columbia, Missouri. Great, right so, here in, in Como. Yeah, that's right. Born and raised. Okay. So uh, I uh, I do the prosthetics group here. I'm the, the lead of the prosthetics group. And other than that, I have no other hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are good good hobbies. And, yeah. uh, and I, I want you guys to tell me a little bit about where we are sitting today. What is this room and what are some of the things that are around us? So currently we are sitting in the secondary room to the ICE lab, which is the Innovate, Create, and Educate lab here in the education department at Mizzou. Uh, it's run by Professor Johannes E. Strobel, who also teaches a 3D printing class that is available to all students. Uh, this lab in particular is a 3D printing and makerspace area, so we provide printing services to people and students in Mizzou they want to come and learn how to print themselves, we can get them started and going. Uh, it only takes like a two-step process where we show you how to print, then you show us that you remember what we told you, uh -huh. and then you can come in with your own filament and print whenever you want to. So a makerspace, what does that mean? This is sort of like a studio? Uh, yeah, so it's maybe like, think of like a wood shop, but instead mm -hmm. of working with wood tools, we work with 3D printers, and the makerspace kind of movement is about giving people the ability to make whatever they can envision. So a space that gives them the tools necessary so they don't necessarily have to buy these expensive tools to make stuff. They can come to a facility like the ICE Lab that has the printers that they can then use. That's really good. That's really good. So for someone like me and for most of our listeners who don't have a background in the kind of technology that you guys are using, uh, what is 3D printing and how does it work? So the 3D printing that we use is uh, FDM 3D printing, and 
essentially what FDM printing is, is you lay um, thin lines of plastic over, over top of one another, and they, it's molten plastic at this point. It, it's been melted, and it fuses to the plastic below it, and it makes a solid plastic part. And so there are other types of 3D printing, like SLS and SLA, and these are a little bit more advanced and more costly, so we, we just use FDM. Okay. So we're talking about using plastic to make a tangible right, product. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of think about like a hot glue gun, but on a motor, so you can yeah. finely control it. Right. Definitely, definitely. Um, I'm looking at something in this workspace that looks like a map. Tell me about that. Uh, so that map is a part of the Make Mizzou project where we are trying to create a 3D map that is available on campus, kind of like the 2D kiosk that are currently there. So the 2D kiosk have, has a map of all campus. The map that you're looking at actually has uh, 3D printed buildings, so it, the map has uh, a depth to it. So you, you can actually feel your way around and in between buildings. And the map is there to help visually impaired students and visitors at Mizzou be able to navigate the campus. That's a really good resource and project to be able to, to work on and, and serve the campus that way. Mm -hmm. good. good. And uh, what, is, uh, what is the Mizzou 3D Printing Club, and uh, how did you guys get involved? So should we start with what the club is, maybe? Sure. Um, so the yeah. club is a, a project uh, it's a collection of project groups, essentially. And so we have kind of a, a main governing body, and then we have several different groups that meet um, during the week and do their own separate projects. Um, and so how I got involved with it was through the, our former president, Nick Bira. I kind of knew him through um, mutual friends. And so when I got involved, um, it was really a way for me to learn 3D printing in the way that I hadn't been able to in high school. In high school, our teacher kind of puppy guarded the 3D printer as like an expensive piece of lab equipment that we weren't allowed to use. <laughs> so when I got here, you know, being able to use it, and even on like a daily basis, was really exciting for me. Uh, so then some of the other projects that we have are, like we say, the Make Mizzou project. But we also have the large-scale 3D printer, which aims at getting a build volume for the 3D printer of a meter cubed. Uh, right now, on the current market, a large size 3D printer is around 8 inches cubed. So the 1 meter to 8 inches is a lot bigger and gives us a lot more uh, variety and options of projects that we can yeah. later take on. What kind of projects would you take on with something that size? So uh, some of the projects that were kind of envisioned originally were kind of to supplement architectural uh, projects. So instead of using balsa wood and foam core to be, create buildings, they could potentially use this large-scale 3D printer to maybe get a more effective representation of it without having to spend hours of physical labor. Yeah, that makes models. sense. Um, some of the projects that are currently on the back burner are the filler scooter, which is uh, 3D printing and recycling. So 3D printers use plastic, we need some way to recycle them. We don't want to just put them in the landfill. So that's what the filler is. And then we also have the educational videos project. Both of these are on the back burner because we are a student-run club. Depending on interest is what projects get worked on. Currently, there is not a lot of interest for the filler or the educational videos, but we're always looking for more members and we're even open to accepting new projects. So if someone has an idea like, 
oh, I'd really like to do this larger project that could help the community at Mizzou, they can come suggest it, and if there's enough interest in it, then it can get supported and sponsored by the 3D Printing Club. That's a good resource to be aware of uh, that the club provides. That's good. So there are industrial and even medical applications for for this kind of work. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So to expand on that, we uh, took a little field trip over the winter break to St. Louis where they actually have a biomedical company called CoreLink where um, an alumni of Mizzou, his name is Josh R. Known, right? And... um, so what they're doing over there at CoreLink is they're taking a, a titanium metal 3D printer and they're using like a surgical gray titanium powder and they're fusing it together with lasers. And so layer by layer they build it up and they send it through a hardening process. And then by the end they end up with like a little chip that they can put in between your, your discs if you have inflamed discs or bulging discs. And it can actually grow bone uh, through it better than a cage would. And so um, this is an advancement that, you know, can cause or that helps people heal much quicker than previous methods um, would allow. The previous methods, Mm -hmm. uh, the bone would have to either like grow around a wire or the cage would actually prohibit the bone from growing through it because it didn't have the right uh, porosity. Porosity, I think. Porosity. so with 3D printing, they were able to print uh, a structure that is the exact porosity for bone to like grow. So the, the most efficient way to get bone to grow. And they were able to cut the, the growing time of that bone, I think, in like a half almost by having this exact porosity where the bone is just fusing through the metal. It, it's really cool. Yeah, they do cool work. Yeah, that really makes an impact. And. The way that I first learned about your club and what you do was uh, through an article I saw about veterinary medicine. Uh, You have uh, gotten some attention in the news recently uh, for a a new prosthetic paw that you developed for a dog. Um, Tell us that story. How did that project come about? Right. So uh, this started about a year ago when um, the then president, Nick Beer, left um, kind of the group and what Nick worked on was like a human prosthetic where he could adapt uh, a 3D printed prosthetic to a human limb. And so when he left, he kind of took, you know, he, he left us with the decision, you know, what do you guys want to do next? And so I suggested that we, we do a, a dog prosthetic because I'd see, seen something that had been, I think, making the rounds on Facebook or something like that. And I said, oh, that's really cool. Maybe we could try that. So at the same time, actually, coincidentally, Kendra, the dog's owner that we now work with, um, got in touch with Nick and said, hey, my dog needs a prosthetic. So, you know, the two intersected really, really nicely. And uh, we met Kendra, I think, later that spring. And we started working on the dog Tucker's uh, foot prosthetic. And so over the course of the past, you know, year, we've really had to learn how to make a prosthetic. And so we've consulted with uh, a local clinic here in town, uh, the Hanger Clinic, and they've really helped us, uh, they've really helped us kind of design a prosthetic that'll work for Tucker. Yeah. And Tucker's wearing the paw now? He's using it? He's actually, so we're still in the kind of design phase. We don't have something we're confident with him to, uh, 
just use. As soon as we have our sling done, um, hopefully by the end of maybe in a month or two, then I think we're going to have the dog walking around on the prosthetic and using it at home. That's so, really exciting. Yeah, just yeah. A, it's just a great story. It's really coming to a head, so yeah. we've been very lucky. Are there other uh, interesting projects or uh, innovations that you guys have worked on? Hmm. So uh, the 3D Print Club has been able to partner with the Ice Lab, the room that we're currently sitting in. Mm -hmm. uh, and as part of that, some educational videos have been put on the 3D Printing Club's YouTube channel, which are directly used in the 3D printing class that Johannes E. Strobel uses to teach 3D printing and the okay. 3D modeling software. And that's kind of a really cool partnership that we're definitely looking forward to uh, expanding and continuing in the future. Definitely. Good. What would you say to people who might not understand the importance of student activities uh, like a club like this to your experience as a student? I think um, just getting to know people. I, you know, I would never would have met Nick, um, and I would never have met, you know, most of the people in the club if I had not joined, you know, a student organization. Mm -hmm. I think it, it really, uh, you know, and it helps with school as well because if I have a question, like I had a question today about programming, and I, you know, shot Nick a message, and he was able to help me out. So I think really getting getting involved is one of the most important things you can do in college. You just you make so many good relationships, and it's a great way to network. Me personally, as someone who's like teetered back and forth on like whether or not is club participation good or bad. Okay. When I started out as a freshman. I was like, yeah, let's be super involved. That backfired a little bit, tried a little too hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then I was like, no, nah, I don't need clubs. I'll just focus on school and, like, my own, like, making me feel happy. But then I found, I started to find myself being less happy. I, I lost some connections because I was no longer in clubs. I was starting to be out of the loop in my friends group that I did have. And then slowly I was like, you know what? All my friends are in this one club. They keep talking about how cool it is. I'm just going to go and do it. And then my friend groups got even bigger, and I met even more people, and it's really opened the door. It's actually gotten me two different jobs on campus. Uh, mm -hmm. I work as a TA for the ICE Lab, and then I also work in Ellis Library as their 3D printer technician. So by being a part of this club, not only has it helped me in a social way, but it's also helped me like gain work experience with 3D printers, and I hope to leverage that in my future career. Yeah. It seems like there are some real good synergies between faculty and the extracurricular, uh, and the extracurriculars that you have as a club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that there's an interdisciplinary aspect of this too, because we're sitting in Townsend Hall, and this is the education department. The education right. department, and you both are um, engineering majors, right. and uh, and there's that kind of collaboration that that uh, that leads to innovation. Right. And, and there's more than just the engineering side. So yeah. like I was saying with the educational videos, we would love to get some digital story majors in there to uh -huh. help us with that. Uh, or, uh, we also need some help with kind of our social media accounts. I'll be honest, I'm the social media chair. I'm an engineer. I'm not designed for this. <laughs> yeah. I, I am definitely lacking, and I could definitely use some help in getting maybe the, the social media that the club has to a higher level. So. We definitely want other majors. We try. Good. Well, we're going to come to the time of the program that we call the lightning round. I'm going to ask you guys three quick questions I want you each to answer. Uh, what's your favorite Mizzou sport to watch? Football. Andrew says football. Nick says? I don't have 
Women's tennis. Women's tennis. <laughs> I answered for him. Andrew, your favorite place to study on campus? Uh, in Laffrey, in the engineering library. And Nick? My preferred place is actually in the ice lab. Right here? Yeah, right, right this, where we're this, this, this is it, okay. Nice and quiet. And Nick, your favorite hangout in Columbia? Place to hang out off campus? My favorite place to hang out is... So bad at lightning Coffee House. Plug. Andrew says Caldi's. Nick says uh, I, also women's tennis. <laughs> Nick doesn't hang out off campus. He, he stays here in the lab. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know about my favorite place to uh, visit often, but at nighttime in the spring and early fall, if you walk by the greenhouses right at dusk, it's beautiful. And that's one of my favorite places to walk by. What else can our listeners do if they want to learn more about your club or get involved? So we do have a Facebook page. Uh, if you search the Zoo Printing Club, 3D Printing Club, uh, you can find it on Facebook. We also have a Twitter, which again should be Mizzou 3D Printing Club. The YouTube channel is also Mizzou 3D Printing Club. Uh, if you just type any of those things into the search bar, you should find us. Um, if you find a cog with a red, a blue, and a green arrow, that's us. That's the logo. Yep. That, that, that's the icon. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, Andrew Dove and Nick Fryer, thank you for joining us today on Mizzou, our time to podcast. And uh, thanks for uh, telling us about Uh, the work that you're doing and some of the impact that you're making on campus and off campus with uh, what you're learning and with the ways that you're preparing for, for careers and for life. Thanks again, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks. Welcome back to Studio 306D. Before we wrap up, we want to give you a couple of quick plugs. If you're interested in learning more about giving to Mizzou, you can visit our website at giving.missouri.edu, or if you want to go straight to GiveDirect, visit mizzougivedirect.missouri.edu. If you want to learn more about the Mizzou Alumni Association, you can visit mizzou.com and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll be back soon with another episode. As always, we welcome your comments, your questions, and suggestions. You can email us or reach us on social media. Thank you for listening to Mizzou, our time to podcast. M-I-Z. Z-O-U.